0: Hey, 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 I didn't tell anybody to get out of their seat. I didn't say that. Um, I'm I'm thankful to be able to share, uh, if you've been here a couple, uh, if you've been here the last couple Sundays, we've been talking about this topic, am I a church member biblically? And as I've been talking about that, um, I, I hope that you grasp that what I'm talking about is global, but it's also local. But it's also, even if a church didn't have any type of formal membership process or anything like that, I'm hoping that you're grabbing that these are the things from the Scriptures that we would be no matter where we are at. No matter what church we are in, these are qualities, these are things that would identify us as part of God's family as part of God's family. So the first six, you know, I'm a Christian. That's number one. Number two was I'm pursuing the loving of God and loving of others. That was number two. Number three was I examine my life uh, routinely by the scriptures, by the scriptures. That's number three. Number four, I listen and obey to my spiritual leadership because we realize that, wait a minute, In the Bible, it's local churches that it's talking to, and every local church God provides spiritual leadership to. And so I'm listening and obeying my spiritual leadership. I'm being discipled. Number five is I'm being discipled by the local church, by my local church, and that's being done by us being with one another and practicing the one another's on one another. Okay, that's how we're being discipled by the local church. And then number six, I I understand my pastor's role in my spiritual life. It's a a very interesting relationship that we have with one another. And I'm starting to understand my pastor's burden for me. My pastor's burden for my soul that's there. Now, I told you I'm going to give you the last six tonight in whiteboard form. Because I just love whiteboards. They're they're my friend. Every church I go to, I say, do you have a whiteboard? Yeah, because I need a whiteboard. So I'm going to, and I like doing things in threes, threes. So here's you. There's you. Okay. Over here, we have the church. Now you're in the church. So you're here also. See, you're there. And, And then there's a bunch of other people all around you. Okay. And then in this side, we have, we have the spiritual leadership of the church. So I thought, could I draw these kind of funny? Like, like this one, this is Tom DeMere. He's got a cane. And then here's Scott Kingston. He's a little bit taller than the rest of us. And this is me. So I'll put a halo over my head. Okay. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm What I want to share with you tonight, I am very thankful for. I am very thankful for this. There's interaction that happens between these three entities that are here. There's an interaction that goes from the spiritual leadership to you, the individual. And in Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Brothers... Even if anyone is caught if even if anyone is caught in any transgressions, you who are spiritual so I'm assuming those who are spiritual would be the spiritual leaders those who are spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, each of you looking to yourself so that you will not be tempted so in this organization in this thing called church, we have these spiritual leaders that are that are there to help restore the wandering sheep because the sheep wander. The sheep wander at times. And so we have the spiritual leadership that does it in a certain way in a spirit of gentleness, guarding themselves, that they go all out to help restore the sheep back into the flock. Okay, so that goes that way. There's always going to be a reciprocal going back this way. Just six verses later in Galatians 6, 6, it says, and the one who is instructed in the Word, that would be you, the one who is instructed in the Word is to share in all good things with the one who instructs him. So, you, as you are being fed by your spiritual leadership, are to share back with your spiritual leadership what you are learning. You share with them how, how this Bible passage really impacted your life pastor elder this is this is what's going on in my life and and things have been changing and i'm so thankful for the church and 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 you get to share back to the spiritual leadership the ones that have been teaching you god's word how it's been impacting your life okay so there's one set now the spiritual leaders they impact the whole group acts 20 verse 28 Paul is speaking to the Ephesian elders and he says uh, to them in their instruction, he says, be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. So what do the spiritual leaders do for the whole flock? They guard. And I would say guard the gospel. The spiritual leaders guard the gospel. They hold on to that gospel. They make sure that we don't vary from the gospel. They make sure that it is Christ and Christ alone, that we don't, we don't add anything onto that and say and or but or anything like that. It is Christ alone. And so they, sh- they guard the gospel, but also it says they shepherd they shepherd the flock. They shepherd the flock. They, they care for the flock. They think of themselves as shepherd with sheep and and even thinking out that analogy of what a shepherd does at times a shepherd for his sheep are is, is in an advent a very advantageous position so that they can see the whole flock so they can see anything beyond that is maybe going to bring harm to the flock, but they take that very seriously. we are to guard, and we are to shepherd now this comes back this way also. And when I when I found this verse, it's first Corinthians, uh 1 Corinthians 9, 14. You know how it, it was really popular at a time when people say, What's your life verse? What's your life verse? I never had a life verse. Uh, I was always stuck on that. But I think I found one. I think I found one. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, no, chapter 9, verse 14 says so also the Lord directed those who proclaim the gospel, proclaim the gospel, to get their living from the gospel. And I thought, that's it. That's my life first. That's how I've lived my life, is I'm a proclaimer of the gospel, proclaimer of the, we're all to be proclaimers of the gospel, but proclaimer of the gospel in a more formal way, a, a very public way, But I, as a proclaimer of the gospel, am to get my living from the gospel. And so that has meant that we have lived our lives very differently. Because we're saying we are going to live our lives in such a way that the support that we get is because we're proclaiming the gospel. So upon this here is the local church gives support to those who are proclaiming the gospel and making sure that they have the support that they need so they can proclaim the gospel. And so we'll talk a lot about this when we talk about Pastor Nex coming in, making sure that he is provided for and making sure that he has everything that he needs and everything to be able to proclaim the gospel in this place, in this place. Okay, so we got one last one now, or we got one last section here. So the local church to you yourself. Now this one, is probably a verse, some verses that you've heard many times. It's in Matthew chapter 18. In Matthew 18, it talks about church discipline. It talks, and and I like to say more our accountability that comes from being in a group, our accountability in being in a church body. And so it says in verse 15: now if your brother sins. So now we know it's in the family, brother. If a brother sins, so a brother is doing something that's going against what God says to do. Go and show him his fault between you and him alone. And if he listens to you, you have won your brother. And that's really where you want it to end. You don't want to go to verse 16. You want to end right there. You want to be able to share that with your brother and your brother to be able to say, I see it. Oh, my heart is quickened to this. And and I need to repent. Thank you for letting me know. Thank you for pointing that out. And I can now confess and I can repent. And, and that's where we'd like it to end, okay? But where is that accountability coming from? It's coming from the larger group down to you. In the next verse, but if he does not listen to you, take two or more with you that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every fact may be confirmed. So if the person isn't repentant, if I'm not repentant, then you love me so much that you bring two or three of your buddies with you that are also witnesses. They're witnesses. They, they, they are Christians and they come up alongside of you and they, they present the case from God's word. And now we'd like it to end right there, right? We'd like it to, for me to say, I, I'm, I'm repentant. I realize, wow, okay, I've had time to think about this. A couple more people have come to me, kind of thing, and I repent, I confess. And that's where we would like it to end right there. But then we have one more verse, verse 17. And if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. Oh, the whole church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, remember. Remember what we are supposed to be to one another? We are to be loving to one another, right? And sometimes loving one another means we need to, we need to help people stay on track with God. Stay on track with God. So it's gotten, this one has gotten to that point where it's like, wait a minute, we all need to help in this effort for this one who is straying away from God to come back to him. And it says, if, "If listen even to the church, let him be to you, if he doesn't listen, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. A Gentile and a tax collector is someone who doesn't know God. Okay, who doesn't know God. So what do we do if, with people who don't know God? We what? Tell, yeah, we tell them about God, don't we? Yeah, so, so we would look at this person And we would say, you know what? They're not repentant. They're not confessing. They're not turning from their way. They need to know God. They need to know God. Now, I I drew that all out. I'll put CD up here, uh, church discipline, is that there's a huge connection here that we have with one another to help each other stay on track with God. And the whole reason is for us to have that restored relationship with God. Now, here's one last one. What about this, this one's kind of funny to draw because I'm going to be talking about you but you are here okay and I'm really glad for these verses in the Bible it is 2 Corinthians 2 Corinthians chapter 2 because Paul gives us this specific situation of church discipline that has happened okay so 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verses uh, starting in verse 6 it says, sufficient for such a one is this punishment which was afflicted by the majority. So there was somebody who needed church discipline and it got to that point where it was all the way to the church. And But now this person has repented. And he says, sufficient for such a one is this punishment that was afflicted by the majority, by the church. Then it says, so that the contrary, So that on the contrary, you should rather graciously forgive and comfort him, lest such a one be swallowed up by excessive sorrow. So this one has turned and repented. And he says, now, now you need to forgive him. Now, now you need to comfort him. Otherwise, he's going to feel like this is hanging over his head the whole time. And it never goes away. You know, three strikes and you're out. Yeah, in today's society, it's one strike and you're out. But sometimes when somebody messes up and they repent and they turn back to God, ah, sometimes we hold on to that. And it's like that's forever hanging there. That's excessive sorrow over them. He says, don't do that. Don't do that. He says, uh, forgive them, comfort them. And then he says, therefore, I encourage you to reaffirm your love for him reaffirm your love for him. That's what I'll put, reaffirm. I have the opportunity within the group that those who are repentant, that have confessed and have turned back to him, I get the opportunity to what? To forgive them, to comfort them, and to reaffirm my love for them. And that love, the word of love there is agape. It's unconditional love. That they would feel again, The unconditional love of the body of Christ. And I love that passage of scripture that he gives. He shows us that other side. Because lots of times we go through that church discipline thing and we get to the church part and, you know, kind of thing. But here Paul says, well, wait a minute. Here's a church that did that. But then he said, now, hey, that's sufficient. They have turned. They have come back. They can now, now comfort them. Love them again. And you get to reaffirm that. Now, I again, let me end this with this. Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, 19 through 20, 25. And this is why, what I'm so thankful for tonight, okay? I am thankful, as we sang tonight, I'm thankful to be saved. I'm very thankful to be saved. But I'm also thankful that God takes saved people redeemed people and he puts them in his family and that's why i like this diagram so much because we see in this diagram how we are so connected with the family and how God has provided in every way shape and form for us to grow and to flourish in him and so this hebrews 19 or 10 19 through 25 i'm going to read it a little differently because I want to I point out all the plurals, okay? It says, therefore, brothers, plural, since we, plural, have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus. We've been saved, we've been redeemed, we've been redeemed by a new and living way, which he inaugurated for us, plural, through the veil that is his flesh. And since we, plural, have a great high priest over the house of God, let us, plural, draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our, plural, hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our, plural, bodies washed with pure water. Let us, plural, hold fast to the confession of our, plural, hope without wavering, for he who is promised is faithful. And let us, plural, consider how to stimulate one another. Well, you got to have more than one to do one another, right? Plural, to love and good deeds, not forsaking our, plural, own assembling together. Plural, as it is the some, uh, as the habit of some, but encouraging one another. Of course, again, plural, because you're not, you have to have another. And all the more as you, now that word you there is in the plural. It's not in the singular, in the original language. It's in the plural. So he's really saying, and all the more as you all, you get a little Southern, all the more as you all see the day drawing near. So this is what I'm really thankful for, is, is this word, us. When, when you talk about God's family, when you talk about God's church, that's how you can describe it in one word, us, us. I don't have to tell you that. that many times, um, even in church, you can sense there's an us and them. There's an us and them, and it can be it uh, it can be the elders, the deacons. You know, somebody becomes the them in a church. And you have to fight against that. You have to fight against that and say, no, that's what the world does. The world divides like crazy, and you saw it in the last couple years. Man, just division after division after division. And even within structures, there were divisions within them. That's not God's family. God's family is not us and them. No, it's just us. And we got to work toward that. We got to fight against. When we, when we think of ourselves, we think of ourselves as, as Paul said, we're, we're one body. We're, we're even like different parts of the body. We're different parts of the body connected together. I mean, that's, that's how we are to think of ourselves. We are us. We are us. And would you pray with me? that we would embrace that more as a body of believers? That whatever we walk through, whatever we go through, we wouldn't have the us and them mentality? No. When you're talking about the church of God, when you're talking about this church, us, that's who we are. And that's what I'm most thankful for, that God saved me, but also that God put me in a family. The family that's described as us. And we are here together tonight. So that's a big precursor to say, now I ask you to think about something maybe you're thankful for that you can share with your brothers and sisters in Christ tonight. I'm going to have Aiden help me. If Aiden, if you get your microphone, and where did Wendy go? Wendy, come on up and get your microphone. Aiden, you, you, you're manning this area here, okay? And Wendy, you got that area over there. And um, God's put something on your heart to say, "I'm thankful for." And there always needs to be a first to start off.
1: Can I be first?
0: You can be first. Okay, go go ahead, Aiden. <laughs> I but, and and if any if you're if you're game if you're game, get out of your seat and come right up by one of these beautiful people, and we'll see who wins tonight: Wendy or Aiden. Come
1: on, y'all.
0: Okay. Oh. But Aiden, you can start. Yeah.
1: I am so thankful that uh, God has given us troubles and tribulations. Mm. Uh, we've gone through health issues and health issues. And Faye's had a heart attack. And now she'll be having a pacemaker put in in December. And I'm thankful for that. Mm. God says in everything, be thankful. Mm. And and there's there's strength that comes to hardships, and there's uh, friendships. Uh, some of you folks have come up to me and, and told me, I'm praying for you and praying for Faye, and I appreciate that so much. Thank you.
0: Amen. Nah. So if you're able to get up, you, you, oh, oh, Aiden's winning. <laughs> Go ahead, John, you were up there first.
1: Well, I'm thankful
2: for uh, God's answer to prayer because we, gained night prayer all the time and God just continued to answer our prayer, our grandchildren, our kids, people that we know come coming to the Lord. So God is very faithful, and uh, just love Him for that. Amen. Amen.
0: You can say amen after everyone. Amen. Amen. amen.
2: Uh, I'm very grateful for my grandmother. Um, this year, she turned uh, 101. However, her uh, health has been rather dwindling. So I'm grateful for the fact of both my mom, my dad, and my aunt taking opportunities to take care of her as she has taken care of us so many years she has been uh i've been on this earth for 45 years and she's been like a second mom to me mm. and that's through the gift of god's grace that she has been here so long to touch so many lives and there's not too often that you get to have that in a family
0: amen 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 Amen. oh look at that um I'm thankful for the spiritual gifts that God has given us. Amen. 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 Francine.
2: I'm thankful for our son-in-law, John, who received his kidney. Mm. He has another chance at life. But I also would like everybody to pray for the kidney donor because his kidney was from a young, healthy person. So thank you, God, for both um, the person who went to Jesus and the person who got to live a little bit longer in this world. And I would ask, too, for prayers for John that he would come to the foot of the cross because of this, knowing that God saved him. amen. 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 Amen.
1: My husband and I, Mark, and I'm Christine, we moved here last year. And I'm so thankful that God has led us to this church. The, we've met so many wonderful people, and uh, we just love being here. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
2: So I'm thankful for this this church that uh, some 10 years ago I walked through these doors as a broken man, and now through the last 10 years I've grown and grown, and this week I took a position with a ministry
0: that I'm going to get to minister to the prisoners through prison fellowship. So thank you, Jesus. For Amen. 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 Yeah,
1: yeah. I thank God for helping me to, uh, 42 years ago to get help for my alcoholism. Mm-hmm. I'm also thankful for my daughter, son-in-law, son, granddaughters, and grand, great granddaughters. Thank you.
0: Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Yeah. I'm just thankful for the fathomless love of God. He never gives up. He's never given up on me. Mm -hmm. And if I was him, I would have given up on me a long time ago. (laughs) But I stand in awe. And I'm just amazed. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 David.
1: So I'm a university student, so I've been in and out uh, at this church. But I'm thankful um, for the transformation that I've seen in this church. Like just being here now and seeing people laughing and smiling and saying happy Thanksgiving to each other is really cool. And so I'm really grateful for Pastor Adam and for everyone who's really come together to bring unity. Amen.
2: Amen, amen. I ditto that one, Pastor Adam. Thank you. Glad I met you. Uh, I want to thank the Lord for all the friends that I've met, my good friends over here, Peggy. And uh, just God bless. I'm breathing. We're alive, all right? Praise Jesus.
0: Amen, amen, amen. I want to thank
2: God uh, for leading my wife and I here to this uh, church and uh, for uh, tr- uh, God allowing us to be with our new family here in church. And I want to thank God also for saving my wife's life 10 years ago. Uh, God uh, saved her life and I'm so thankful and thank you. I want to thank God for uh, keeping my whole family healthy and safe and, uh Thank you very much. Amen.
0: Amen.
1: I want to thank God for putting me through the hardest two months of my life and making me a better follower in him and me putting more faith in him for him knowing what he's doing.
0: Amen. Yeah. Amen. Dan. Um, I just want to thank the Lord for all of you. Um, my brother's study. A lot of them are here tonight. um, Celia and I, when the pandemic happened, we, you know, we stayed home for a while and we just kind of, then we started worshiping with other believers. It was awesome. It was, it was fun. Um, this is home and you're home and to, to us. Um, so
2: I just want to say we're so thankful, Silly and I are so thankful for all of you. And, um, and also of course my family and, and my wife and, um, but especially my my everyday talks with the Lord, um, which I I would encourage every one of you to try to do. Um, Even if it's on an hourly basis, just talk to him. He wants a relationship with you. So thank you.
0: Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: No, you go, you go. (laughs) I thank the Lord for the ability to praise him with all our hearts.
0: Amen. Amen. amen
1: amen yeah yeah elijah um um i think i'm thankful for my mother and father for always pushing me in my faith
0: amen amen amen
2: oh uh, yeah i
0: thought I, I, I thought i'd hear
2: a big one yeah yeah <laughs> amen. look i'm over here trying not to get uh misty-eyed okay <laughs> Okay, here we go, Scott. So first and foremost, I'm I'm grateful for my parents. I'm, I'm grateful for my bride. I'm grateful for my kids, my grandkids. And I'm grateful for when the Lord touched my heart
0: mm-hmm.
2: and he said, you know, you're mine. So without that, I wouldn't have the things that I have and the blessings that are on me. And then my family here, this church, um, been here a long time. And I remember when we were back there, and I looked around, and I said, wow, look what he did. Look what he did. This is his story. We can say it's WCC's history, but it's his story. What he's doing in the lives of the people that I see, and what he's done in the lives of the people that walk through the doors, the broken, the hurt, the grieving, whatever. He says, come as you are, right? And I will give you rest. So thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen, amen. Uh, oh, Ellis, uh, the tall guy with the curly hair.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: kind of, um, just want to uh, say how thankful I am for uh, the changes in my life in the last year. My uh, beautiful bride and our family, uh, and just thankful for the provision all this church has provided through uh, through funds and through uh, encouragement and uh, well wishes uh, and the us that the, the Lord provides that uh, I have that here I have that in a church in North Carolina and uh, ministry all across uh, the nation and it truly is an us that, that that provides that so just thankful that Jesus has provided that for us
0: Amen Amen, Amen.
1: Uh Friendships have always been a struggle for me um when I lived, when we, my, me and my family lived in Guatemala, um, friendships were really hard, but coming to WCC, I've been able to grow uh, with, I've been given um, friends that I've um, grown in faith with, uh, Micah and Sackett, um, and I'm grateful for, have been given the spiritual, spiritual gift of uh, singing. Uh, I'm very Happy to be able to um, worship with you all.
0: Amen. 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 We got back here, Jenny. Jenny's right here. I
1: wanted to just say that I'm very thankful for all of you because I've had a really tough year, and um, because of all of you and all your prayers, I know that you all have been here on the sidelines even when I didn't know you know, that you were out here praying for me and and wishing all the best for me. And I am so thankful for that because you have lifted up and brought me closer in my walk with God and, and just always being there for me. So thank you all so much.
0: Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Um, tonight, as I think of like two of the biggest things I'm thankful for in this moment, um, one, that Jesus reached me and has rescued me. Um, no he asked me two or three years ago if I'd be in a church right now thanking him. I think you, I would have looked at you and been like, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, so praise God for that. I also, they would never expect me to say this, but um, for many years I I never really lo- knew what it looked like to see a relationship grounded in the Lord and seeing what that looked like, seeing two people, who come together and be in unity and, um, even though face trials yet, um, just really give the relationship to God. And, um, Carrie and Scott have done so much in this past year and a half. I was showing me what it looks like to see a relationship just so grounded in God. And it's been really cool to be able to, um, just see their family and see how they, despite trials, um, yeah, just have their relationship and give it to God. So I just want to thank God for them and for their demonstration of what it looks like to follow Jesus in a relationship. Ready?
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt Kaiser, a worship band. Come on back up. Um, Kurt Kaiser uh, wrote a song uh, a while ago. It's just a little chorus. It goes, Oh, how he loves you and me. Oh how he loves you and me! He gave his life. What more could he give? Oh how he loves you! Oh how he loves me! Oh how he loves you and me! Now I'm gonna let you sing it with me one more time. But when you get to that oh how he loves you point to somebody, and then I, and then point to yourself. So it goes oh. Oh, how he loves you and me, oh, how he loves you and me, he gave his life, what more could he give, Ready. oh, how he loves you, oh, how he loves me. Oh, how He loves you and me. Singable. say, I'm so thankful to hear you give praise for your salvation tonight. Different ones just shared about how God touched me. I'm redeemed. Wow, so great to hear that. And I'm glad that we're us. We're us. So let's bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, this has been a great night. Great to be in your house tonight. Lord, we look forward to tomorrow and many gatherings and being with family and, and just um, how how that's so important. But Lord, thank you again for salvation. Thank you again for your family. And Lord, we do pray that you would help us, that we would guard against us and them and that we would just see ourselves in this family of us that are children of God, the bride of Christ. So, Lord, continue to guide us in your scriptures and in your words, Lord, in thy precious and holy name. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Savior, My God is mighty to save, He is mighty to save Forever, Forever. Forever. author of salvation He rose and conquered the grave Jesus conquered the grave He rose and conquered the
2: grave Jesus conquered the grave